As we enter into this year's Memorial Day weekend, all I can say is that this past week has left me with a lot to process. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me Ministry, and I appreciate you joining me in this podcast today. I hope that you'll bear with me as I process out loud for just a few moments. I promise you I'm going to take us somewhere. But in the meantime, let me just share with you what my brain has been going through this past week. Well, there's been highlights, like the fact that my family has celebrated not one, not two, but three birthdays in our core family. It's been really fun to just love on and celebrate each of these precious people, my son, my future daughter-in-law, my husband. Along the way, we also got to go to Red Rocks Amphitheater up in Denver, where our worship pastor at Vanguard Church was selected to do the opener for the Chris Tomlin concert up there. We were so proud of our worship leader. It was just a night of praising Jesus. Yes, it was praising Jesus in the rain, but even that was cause for rejoicing and praise because Colorado so needs the rain. We also this week got to celebrate the graduation of our fourthborn, my precious Anna Laurie. We got to go to graduation on a perfect, clear, beautiful morning, and then we got to have our graduation party. It was such a highlight. So many answers to prayer in that. And then before this week can end, tomorrow we're going to have my future daughter-in-law's wedding shower. It has been a joyful, amazing week. But along the way, my dear friend ended up in the hospital with her young son, fighting for his life. And as she was fighting for his life, I learned from another friend that she was giving up the fight for her marriage. Her story began to pour out to me unexpectedly, and I am heartbroken for her and her sons, and yes, her husband. As yet, another family is destroyed. And then as I was hearing from her about that, I turned on the news to see that in Uvalde, Texas, A school shooter destroyed 21 precious lives, 19 children, two teachers, and I, along with the whole nation, am in shock and horror as evil has once again touched us. And truly, evil doesn't touch just us here. Evil strikes all over the world. In the midst of everything this week, my eyes fell on a news story about a young Christian woman named Deborah Emmanuel. She was a young college student in Nigeria. Deborah loved Jesus, and she stood up for her faith. But some of her Muslim co-students accused her of blasphemy and began to threaten to kill her. And in fact, as she was trying to flee for her life, they pulled her out of safety, and they horrendously murdered her while police officers stood by watching and did nothing. And my heart is breaking for her family as they mourn the loss of their beautiful daughter. So for me, in the midst of all the good things that have happened in my life and in my family, and in the midst of these horrible, hard, tragic things, I'm looking to the Lord and I'm asking Him, What can we do to make a difference in this world? 
when good things happen to us, like this last week, like for me with all these birthdays and these highlight events with graduation and bridal showers and all these special things, it's easy to close our eyes to the sadness in the world. It's easy to turn off our hearts to the needs of those around us. It's easy to be caught up in just what our hands are doing for our loved ones and not worry about those who are suffering. And yet, I know that this should not be so for Christ followers. And I've been asking God to show me, what is it, what is it that we can do to make a difference in this world? I think his answer came to me as I was decorating for my Anna Lurie's graduation party. And one thing that I chose for Anna Lurie is something that I think is apropos for all of us. It is this verse from Esther, chapter 4, verse 14. And in it is the words that Mordecai spoke to his young niece, Esther, when she had the opportunity to not just embrace the triumphs of her own life, but to do something to help others in the tragedies of their lives. Mordecai spoke into his cousin's life and said, Perhaps you were born for such a time as this. I put those words on a canvas for Anna Lurie's graduation party, and that canvas is something that I'm hoping she'll be able to transport and take with her to college to display in her dorm room because I want to remind her that she's not just living life for herself. It's not just about her. It's not just about her desires and her wants and her education and her happiness. It's about her purpose, why God has placed her here. And you know, as I've been thinking about challenging my daughter with that, the Lord has taken that challenge and he's put it even deeper into my heart. Because as I've been talking to him about all of the sadnesses and the sorrows in my community, in our country, in our world, and I've been looking at God and saying, what can be done? I hear him looking back to me and saying, perhaps you were born for such a time as this. If it's possible to feel God smile at you and wink at you, I think that's what this moment could be like. Because of course we were born for such a time as this. He's the one who created us. He's the one who placed us in this world at this moment in time for us to be his hands and feet, for us to be his heart and to deliver his hope to a broken, suffering, pain-filled world. With that in mind, I think about what God has for me to do on this earth, why he has put me here for such a time as this, and what's more, why has God put you here on this earth for such a time as this? One thing I'm sure of, one thing keeps coming to mind, I believe God wants us to deeply love those he's entrusted to us. Friends, let's love on the next generation. Let's hug on them just a little bit longer. Let's linger in looking them in the eyes. Let's send the older ones, those who are grown up, who maybe don't live with us anymore. Let's send them a text, a message of how much they mean to us. Let's serve the next generation with dinner, 
with gathering around the table, with being together, spending meaningful time together. But then let's not stop there. For such a time as this, I believe that God wants us to love on a few extra ones. Who is it that each of us can love and bless and care about in Jesus' name? Who is it that we can invest in and encourage because of Him? I wonder how different this world would be if every Christian pulled close one or two or three extra people and said to them, You matter to me because you matter to God. I know that the politicians must duke out some of our country's huge glaring issues. I know that armies and militaries around the world will have to fight out others. But in the meantime, what about a quiet revolution amongst Christians who decide to start looking beyond their own interest into the interest and welfare of others? In fact, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians when he said, In humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. Perhaps you and I have been born to do this right now, today, for such a time as this. May God give us all the strength and the tenacity the overflowing love and kindness and compassion to do this in His name. God bless you, friend. Go live for Him this week. Let's each make a difference in the lives of those He's entrusted to us, and then let's invite in a few more. Until next time, friend, God bless you.